Now, you I don't... Niggas. Y'all know what your baby mamas look like. Y'all know what your homegirls that you just refuse to make your girlfriend look like, but it's the love of your fucking ass life. Man. Yeah. You just got all these (laughs) jokes. All the memes. All, like, y'all literally be <laughs> in these fat women's homes. <laughs> a big bitch will make you a meal. I haven't cooked in weeks. No. Nigga. You, but that's I, your job. I have definitely had meals brought to me. <laughs> after, you know, after I got that warm ass towel. Come on. Like, no, I don't. I I'm not moved. cooking for you, bitch. I don't lift things. Um, I actually expect, you know, we told y'all, Jasmine said you can hang the picture on your way out. On your way out. And then, but also, like, y'all got all these words on the internet, but I have literally witnessed you touch me like you ain't never seen skin before. My God, just trembling. I ain't never felt nothing so soft Mm -mm. in your life is what you told me. You just, damn girl, (laughs) you got the nerve and this also goes for the folks who (laughs) have decided to focus on and i've fallen (laughs) into the trap of talking about my sexual desirability in the face of all this fat phobia yeah but like the fact that y'all not even saying that in your jokes you are also offending the people in your intimate community and yeah. family, your loved ones. Or yourself, you oh, fat yourself. people. How are you fat retweeting this shit about yourself? Do you think there's a sliding scale? Oh, yeah. My, Some of y'all right now size, are scared. I'm a small size 18. Huh? No, that's, a, that's, a, that's a bitch. That, she a 20. She a 22. Y'all, all of y'all are literally, we are asking ourselves before we go out on dates, does he really understand how fat I am? Actually, everyone who You're isn't fat. Kate Moss is considered fucking fat if you are not a size zero it's the running joke in the devil wears prada around how she's a size six and she is just a couch of a woman a big bitch <laughs> like like what but y'all got words for what well, no this is absurd 67 percent of the population 67 percent that's what y'all told me that's what that's what you said so like even those of y'all who are looking at this like nigga my nigga you are five you're one struggling feet tall. you're struggling you're struggling to uphold this diet you just keep getting these y'all y'all taking these <laughs> diet pills heart racing and shit goddamn niggas without tummies still on tummy tees i don't just shitting all day oh. <laughs> You just stay on this goddamn toilet. You ain't asking me how I'm going about my day. Not like that. <laughs> Shit. Bitch. No oh, way, though. No way. Shitty booty. <laughs> like, no. Shitting yourselves to be what? To be what? To be who? <laughs> Have y'all seen these, these thighs y'all are purchasing? 
are literally the thighs of someone who has to wear a size 20 jean. I saw y'all getting 50 butts. My my ass is a 52 around. You mean to tell me Nicki Minaj is 50 around is a size 22 on her ass, but a size goddamn three in the waist? Who who want that? Why? You smooth size 24 you, on one part of your but body. Y'all, but you gotta have a budget to be doing that dumb ass shit. So dumb. Like, you gotta, cause you know, a tailor, like, you never can find nothing that that will fit a 22 at the bottom and a 3 up top. Like, Black that China, make sense. Black China was on the show, like, I didn't know how to dress my body. Yeah, cause you body cons a seamstress, yeah. <laughs> body cons are a thing. Man. Because you hoes are just poor shaped up and you didn't know what to do with but it. But here you are trying to cover this body that you cannot afford, not nobody's knife for, and literally can't see yourselves when the fat girl get on the podium and be like, uh, this nigga tried it. I need to come get my money. I need my cash now. I had a sex with Usher and I need cash now. Amber J. Phillips, the high priestess of black joy. <laughs> and this is Jazz, the king of the south. <laughs> you listening to I don't know the why. Black joy the black joy mixtape. Hey, what it do? her fucking fat someone pay us immediately (laughs) we deserve to be on every platform we literally just gave you a whole new joke on that bitch (laughs) that she ain't even heard and we still respect her body as you drink your fucking tummy teas you hear me i'm calm than a motherfucker i ain't even hardly laugh i was dead serious I don't even know what happened in the first set. I feel like I like I feel like 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 I blacked out at a part of it. I don't know what we said. I don't know what just happened. Besides just No. Another song before the intro, Jasmine. Good job. Maybe we are rappers, bitch. Producers. Producers at the least. We ain't got no money for you, but if you willing to do something in kind. Right. I think it will go far, personally. Anywho, Jasmine. <laughs> black Joy Mixtape has been doing all the propaganda we have been trying to do around fat black women <sighs> and our beauty. We literally got shows called <laughs> Welcome to Spring, Fat, fat girl. girl. Like, literally just didn't include whole-ass demographics on the title. On the title <laughs> track. Just out here like, <laughs> lemonade is for black women only. <laughs> 
fat girls. What's up? What's good? We fat. Please, Stewart is on the first show. On the <laughs> very first show. Like, that's the small talk about how bitches had to get dressed. <laughs> <laughs> and I fucking hate that. Welcome Stewart. to Spring, fat bitch. <laughs> like, We're giving y'all coconut oil. Every You know what it is why this news is so And y'all regressing. How y'all regressing with the Black Joy mixtape out around fat people? No. No. That's what was really <laughs> fucking me up because every I'm in a bubble. I'm like, okay, we said that last week. People <laughs> Black Lives Matter. You know, like we know this now. But I'm like, oh shit. Fat black women is out here thriving. Being great, being Damn. funny, being, you know, beautiful, being right. witty. You know, being just renaissance people, just yes. giving you something to look up to. We got like, bikinis now and shit, bitch. We, we out here in two pieces <laughs> on the beach, goddamn getting over 200 likes on IG and shit. Just ass. I didn't know it was possible for me. <laughs> and then y'all got the nerve to tell me one bitch get behind a podium. <laughs> y'all lose it. <laughs> and y'all just lose it. Not that bitch, though. <laughs> Oh yeah, that nigga definitely got that shit. But no, he no. definitely did not have sex with that woman. Mm. Wait, what? <laughs> I was perplexed when I woke up in the morning. I said, "Wow, we're still here. This is really? what we're doing." Uh, I saw the photos first. Didn't know what was happening. Just saw her and then Usher under it, and was like, "Yeah, that looked like my last Tuesday." Uh-huh. Like literally, I cannot shake. <laughs> I really wish niggas who were 5'8 would just stop looking my direction. But they still, they keep coming. They, I can't get rid of them. They be fine as fuck. And it's just, <laughs> here we are again. And for whatever reason, they know how to handle you. I don't know Ooh. where this strength be coming from. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who they pray to. I don't know what they sacrificing to be able to handle my big ass. <laughs> but but I'm let grateful. me tell you. Let me tell you. <laughs> These niggas be knowing. Uh, I'm just tired of this trap. Now I feel like, though, I'm in bamboozle because now Usher is showing me that these niggas, if somebody find out, not because we agreed that we not going to be exclusive or whatever in the fuck, I'm like retroactively finding out I might be some nigga's secret. Well, you know, bitch, you're my secret too, cause you ain't got the <laughs> income. You ain't, you ain't even got the height or the income. <laughs> I would not claim your ass. Girl, like, please never. walk quickly, nigga. Get out the house. Shit, man. I may or may not tell my friends this happened. <laughs> cause I just, I just needed somebody to be in the same space with me. Goddamn, <laughs> ain't nobody de- like nigga. I was bored, <laughs> man. And you make good cheese omelets. <laughs> <laughs> my my inbox was dry uh, and I knew you would answer with your little self cause you always do you always <laughs> always do and I know you like to rub my feet <laughs> you literally from carrying all this ass around all day like, Monique happened how long ago she hosted the BET awards she had 
fat black women as backup dancers to Beyonce. Beyonce has even had fat black women in her videos, green light, like over 10 years ago. Maybe we need to stop laughing on Gabby camera. Gabby Fresh <laughs> got a whole ass fashion line now, like plus size fashion industry is huge now because fat black women got on the internet and started talking about they, they findings at the Simply Fashions. Yeah. And the city trend. And tons of these bitches got KK followers. K, K's on K's on K's. K's on K's. Just Every hundreds time. of thousands of followers. And a new fat <laughs> fashion blogger is born every day whenever a fat bitch decide to put some hashtags in a doggone <laughs> post like I just yes. ran into a girl with 4,000 uh, followers just today and she ain't posted since the spring girl listen they're like just in case this bitch posts I want to be there to catch I just want to know cause that ass though <laughs> That is. Oh, that's what it is. We're avoiding uh, white people have no self control. Yes, per usual. <laughs> yeah, I just want to talk about being fat <laughs> and but fucking. White people have no self control is pretty short, but understand that white people, you're the reason that we're talking about fatness this week. <sighs> just because we decide to highlight black people and what they decided, like y'all hate yourself. It's your <laughs> Y'all have passed this skinny blonde hair, blue eyed bullshit to us somehow. <laughs> somehow, I'm so confused about it. Meanwhile, everybody's at home like, yeah, no, fuck that shit. <laughs> While also not having those bodies, even these small waists. Like Kim Kardashian is still considered fat to the white community, right? Yes, Kim Kardashian is fat. Yeah, and- she had a baby in which you're supposed to get fat. <laughs> And they lost oh, it. Oh, yeah. They did her first pregnancy. That is literally why I'm a Kim, like, I am a secret Kim K fan, but not so secret Kim K fan. Because the way they dragged her ass for being pregnant. And that's why she was in them two little shoes. Toes just destroyed. Let's okay. get right into it, Amber. Let's do it. White people have no self-control. Well, this is going to be relatively short. Great. Um, so first, Caitlyn Jenner wears a Make America Great hat. <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner beats herself. Caitlyn Jenner wears Make America Great Again hat after opposing Trump's transgender military man. How exciting. Um, <laughs> Why are we surprised? Uh <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner is a Trump supporter, y'all. It's the same way with you Democrats. Caitlyn said, remember that I am a white woman. I do not know any of these people. I got my part from AppleCare. So, So, make us great. (laughs) I'm still down to be great. I'm I'm still down to be great. Did not forget. I'm not in the military, bitch. I'm only only trans. I have no intention of joining oh the armed forces, but I think what she did is awful there, I'm Trump. I'm too old. I'm too old to join the military. I'm past that. Uh, don't know that life. Don't. Want Here's that my hat, though. <laughs> Just remember that I'm white. Just yeah. don't forget, <laughs> don't forget that, that I am part. white. <laughs> woman. I'm a white woman. <laughs> Protect me. Make sure I'm okay. All right. Thank you. So, court next up, according to <laughs> Democracy Now. <laughs> Will y'all talk about this? <laughs> yes, that's that's our take. <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner is whiting again. 
you know, this show got canceled. The show got canceled. The black trans women in Mississippi, you know, everybody just go for what you know. I don't know what to tell you. I did all I could. They canceled my show. Y'all was Chris only answered some of my phone calls. Yeah, now. she's pretty and- <laughs> So, some kind of shame. Some kind of shame. She's taking this shit personal. <laughs> Oh no! <laughs> she knew the whole Where's time. Where's my hat? <laughs> oh, bitch! I know the paparazzi. Out. Let me make sure. <laughs> we ain't shit. All right, so we done told y'all in passing that the U.S. <laughs> has low key been preparing for this war, specifically with North Korea. In passing last week, we even talked about how you gotta get written permission to go to North Korea if you are a U.S. citizen. So Dennis Rodman can't go visit his friend. That's what I said last yes. week. Yes. Well, things are escalating. <laughs> According to Democracy Now!, tension between the U.S. and North Korea escalated sharply yesterday <laughs> after Nan, the president of Toothless America, suggested he's preparing to start a nuclear war that will unleash, quote, fire and fury against North Korea. Did you see the way he said that shit, too, with his arms crossed? Girl, girl, you know he was looking like that because he made this announcement from his golf resort in New Jersey where he's on (laughs) vacation for the next 17 days. Why did y'all set up the cameras in there? Like, can't they choose not to do that? (laughs) The full quote, he said... (laughs) North Korea best not make any more threats. <laughs> best, best not. Trump not. Bro. That is some white gangster shit to yeah. say. Wait, can I? You, you best not. North Korea best not in this. <laughs> you best not. <laughs> North Korea, he said, quote, <laughs> best not. Y'all like that? I, I was watching one of your shows last night. I heard it and I loved it. It's here. Thanks. <laughs> Shout out to Lil John. Love you. Quote, North Korea best not make any more threats to the United States. They will be met with fire and fury like the world has never seen. He has been very threatening beyond a normal statement. And as I said, they will be met with fire, fury, and frankly, power, the likes of which this world has never seen before. Some new shit. He Ooh. said, "I got some shit, y'all." I'm need. just waiting to press the button on it. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't make a make, Don't. I got that yellow cake. Allegedly, <laughs> don't drop that <laughs> shit. Don't drop that shit, nigga. <laughs> Man, <laughs> why won't someone give us a show? <laughs> Bruh. Donald Trump is Donald. that president. Like that's him. They tried to kill my father. <laughs> this nigga is. Terrible at this time. Before he went out to make that statement, allegedly, the Pentagon (laughs) briefed that nigga on the new shit they developing. He was like, oh, and North Korea want problems? Mm. What? (laughs) I got a fucking, they got a fucking arm, man, for real. There's Transformers back here. How shoot if it's plastic? They gonna find out. (laughs) Donald Trump, like, it's the size of my hairpin. (laughs) Is the arm man real? Is that real? Can we get one of them? <laughs> Watch. We gonna see some fine ass motherfucking robots. It's Hold gonna, it's don't gonna be fuck saying up. that shit on this mic, bro. Cause I ain't got time. <laughs> He's like, I saw this movie one time. Can we get one of those for real? <laughs> They're like, the, the new person, the person in the basement, been like, I've been waiting on this evil shit. 
Now Trump's like, what, what the fuck is this? In the catalog, picking shit out. <laughs> this is all alleged, you know. This is the West World. But y'all, for real. <laughs> it's like, can you imagine? Nine is on the stage talking like, y'all, I, I've been briefed on what we've been cooking up. <laughs> Bitch, let me tell that, you. Y'all don't want war. Y'all don't want war with. Ba- I got the whole fucking Avengers down here, <laughs> willing and ready, nigga. So everybody is pretty much just in <laughs> peril right now. Sorry, wait a second. What are we going? They said creators are having a hard time. Sci-fi is having a hard time coming up with re- like new unrealistic shit to create because of this presidency. Like niggas, like we can't even dream no shit like this. <laughs> pretty much, the UN Security Council imposed a new round of sanctions against North Korea over its test launch. Of ballistic missiles last month. So, pretty much, these sanctions ban like a bunch of exports like coal, iron, lead, and seafood, which would really mess up the revenue for the country. And so, yeah, North Korea's pretty pissed about that and has produced a miniaturized nuclear warhead that can fit inside its missiles. <laughs> <laughs> in response to this rising tension, you know, Trump, nine, you know, sending out YouTube Umar inspired videos to North Korea. Real news, nigga. <laughs> China has oh, been trying oh, to get oh. everybody to chill. China been trying to de-escalate all sides and there's concern uh, that this rising crisis in North Korea is starting a arms race in Asia, to which uh, Democracy Now! describes how South Korea is calling U.S. to deploy tactical nuclear weapons in Japan. Some senior officials are pushing for the country to acquire long-range <sighs> cruise missiles. So pretty much everyone is on alert. <laughs> it's the takeaway. This is because your moment is escalate. to live your dreams. <laughs> Right now, we don't know the time nor the day <laughs> when the end might come. Come on, somebody. Ain't no end. <laughs> Ain't no end. These white people going to blow themselves up trying to make this shit. Ooh. <laughs> That's all I know. It's- Our water is poison. I know this can't be safe Man. for the engineers. Hey. Y'all need to say no to this shit. A lot of people of color have been surviving some really wayward shit. And I'm just saying that my money is for all my niggas across the globe. Yeah. 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 The whole wide world. I feel like the earth is going to protect these people. Well, there's doomsday. All right. <laughs> the That's- ice caps is melting, y'all. <laughs> Act fast. <laughs> it's your one-time offer. All right. Now let's see what black men have done this week. <laughs> Y'all always fucking up to succeed. Oh, it looks like nothing. When will you all step up to be the leaders of the community that you claim that you should be in charge of, but you literally know how to do nothing? And here's how. The cool color colorblind collective's old head, Ray Lewis. <laughs> Which, okay, girl. <laughs> 
Ray Lewis also doesn't believe that getting hit by a, like constantly over the course of your career, like this motherfucker doesn't believe concussions are like an issue in football, even though we know that they are. Ray Lewis has not proven at all at any point that he should say anything beyond his famous phrase, no weapon. Like, beyond that, Ray Lewis has proven that he has nothing to say. He's already been pictured when they was doing all this calm strategy around making non palatable to black folks. He already Mm -hmm. took his picture. So, of course, if y'all haven't heard, he had some words for Colin Kaepernick. All the words. All the words. Ray Lewis was on Instagram to defend whatever comments he made on redundant sports news that particular week. Where he spits some incoherent words of encouragement that ends with, quote unquote, encouraging Colin Kaepernick to, quote, get back on the football field and let your play speak for itself. Which actually is the entire point of why these redundant sports shows keep talking about him because Colin Kaepernick literally can't get a contract. Right. You Did you go to the, like, second page of... <laughs> Did you just read the headline <laughs> or whatever? And also there's been a lot of comparisons of sports facts that Colin is better than a lot of people who have been recruited We've to the league. About like if you all give a fuck. But my over 50% completion. Yeah. They, we covered those things. I I'm also just there's now this campaign asking people to like stand with Colin, get him back in the NFL. And I'm of the frame of mind that it one does. Is that what he wants? And two, he spent literally the entire season saying how racist the NFL is. Right. Cause he knew that speaking up would lead to this particular moment. Why are we trying to get him back in instead of removing, getting more people to protest and not go and come out? Which there were a lot of people who participated in these protests. And what this, this contract that Colin does not have is the NFL's way of signaling to other players. If you decide to protest this season, this can be your fate, which firing people, Um, lynchings in this country have been tactics to discourage people from participating in political protests for a very long time in this country. Disenfranchisement. This is nothing new. Right. Um, So folks, for instance, to be even more specific, when black folks, when it was illegal for black people to vote in this country, if it was found out that you tried to go down to the courthouse to register to vote, they will call your job and it will most likely be that you'll get fired. So, for instance, Fannie Lou Hamer was let go from her job when she started doing her organizing work around voter registration. No, yeah. you're, like it's very simple. We know why we're here. Like, so instead of like Amber was saying, instead of trying to get Colin into this league. I don't understand how black men aren't even organizing viewers from watching the league like where's the boycott of the nfl until so-and-so gets their job back never (laughs) where where's the players union on this where in fact where is the move to get more green bay 
as teams like so green bay is publicly owned by the fans like it's publicly owned it's shared it's a cooperative <laughs> i don't understand why we can't scale that into a league since y'all love this sport so much like i don't understand why y'all can't personally instead of taking the money that you spend on all this paraphernalia for these racist teams you know that can actually be put towards your share in a team that's cooperatively owned by all y'all i also feel like this could be like a space jam moment where like (laughs) (laughs) where like colin gets kicked off and then it's like nah we gotta build a team and beat these motherfuckers like from space (laughs) yes (laughs) what remember like this is what i see happening in my (laughs) Like, what does it look like to create? <laughs> what does it look like to like recreate like a Negro League moment? This would be a great movie plot. Uh, recreate the moment. Like Colin doesn't get his contract, and then he's like, "You know what? We should do, man. We should start our own team." And then he goes on this journey to get all the best NFL players <laughs> off their team. Just to form a super team and beat everyone's ass in the season. Oh, okay. There, there we are in Space Jam. Get, okay. Right. <laughs> they get all the best players, remember? <laughs> and do it from space. Why not? Shit. Octavia Butler is about to be on TV again, you know? <laughs> For the first time, really. But <laughs> sorry, that's what I had to add. <laughs> I'm I'm also curious about how this conversation about Colin is so focused on this lack of a contract. I just find myself wanting yeah. to know more about what is this like? Because if he's facing discrimination from his workplace, because this is what this is. This is active discrimination. This is nothing else but discrimination. And the NFL is getting away with publicly discriminating against someone. And the NFL is technically a nonprofit. Yeah. Yeah. And so, (laughs) so if this is happening in his workplace, I'm also curious about what what has been the implications in his personal life. I know he has white family members because isn't he adopted or Mm -hmm. going through a public awakening. Or like a a public rebuke against the system. Like Amber and I tonight were talking about <laughs> when we got woke and we was active on our campuses. We got in trouble for really small infractions. Right. And at they the got time, us on technicalities instead of what they wanted us to be quiet about. Yeah. So instead of being like, I don't like your fat ass talking on this campus. <laughs> Instead, they waited till a nigga didn't show up on time to work mm-hmm. or to some meeting to be like, you know what? You can't be in this no more. <laughs> you have a bad attitude. Too. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> okay. I literally got fired from being an RA. I'm over the student government, though. This is weird, guys. This is weird. I got put out of student government i got put out of uh <laughs> ambassadors at Ole Miss, like all oh, but here's the gag about Chatham <laughs> because they were still low-key scared of me because i would have been like no y'all not about to kick me out of being an ra mm. they fired me from being an ra but let me keep my scholarship with that was in the meal plan that was associated with <laughs> and i told everybody you can't disenfranchise <laughs> 
the poor ass black ass student completely. We just don't want our ass in the office, goddamn. The Cool Color Colorblind Collective this week is filled with efforts um, that black men actually need to be talking about for themselves and organizing around. Yep. That this is actually you all's work, which leads us to our next point, Jasmine. Boosie has been expressing interest in the cool color colorblind collective for a very long time now if you are not familiar with boosie badass he's a rapper that we have for many years prior to him being released from prison we demanded y'all to free boosie free boosie and before he was incarcerated he came out with such bangers as set it off for the underground folks <laughs> And wipe me down for more of, you know, more palatable hits. B O O S I E B A D A Z Z. That's me. Wipe me down. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Definitely a banger. However, Boosie has decided in his years post release to not only give us trash music, but also give us trash commentary <laughs> about, you know, what he sees in the world, specifically him being homophobic. So we have to add something else to the tragedy that is Boosie's commentary. So he took to Instagram this week to wish his 14 year old son a happy birthday, which seems totally normal. But he doesn't stop himself. He writes on the post which he pictures himself with his kid. Happy G-Day at Tootie Raw. Love you, son, with all my heart. Pop, see you tomorrow. Got a bag for you and a bad bitch to give you some head. You already know how I do it. And proceeds to plug his new mixtape, No Relation, (laughs) dropping soon. (laughs) What? So then it doesn't stop. So, of course, people get rightfully upset because this man is talking about or insinuating getting a 14-year-old child a prostitute for his birthday. So to defend himself, Boosie returns to IG to make, uh, to (laughs) quote, set the record straight. I'm a good dad. By saying, quote, I was just clowning around on Instagram. But if he wants to get hair from a girl, you know he's 14 year, years old. I'm cool with it. He continued, fucking is most popular at 14, 15 years old. You know that's when they be in heat. Which that wouldn't be a problem if, Boosie, you didn't say the day before. Or whenever you said this, she was going to get them a bad bitch. So why are you calling little girls bad bitches L- now? Like, yeah, this is this is weird. Boosie, where are you getting 14-year-old girls from? That you're delivering with money. Like, this is a this sounds like sex work. This sounds like human trafficking. Yeah. This sounds like why girls are going missing, actually. And then Not to put that on you. <laughs> let, like, I'm just trying to draw the connections across the board for you people who continue to not see how the things we say mean things. The way we treat our children mean things. And this yes. is actually happening with people who aren't rappers and millionaires and what have you. And on both sides, we're talking about child rape. So we're talking about child rape of his son. And then we're talking about potentially the child rape of a girl who's delivered to his son with a bag of money. Yeah. Um, so not only is that the issue, which is already predatory enough, we can go back. So even if 
Boosie decides to do this half-ass apology, if you have, you know, no Boosie's discography, you know, the hole in this follow-up is Boosie released a song back in 2007 called Daddy Loves You. Now, I was snoozing back then when Boosie got put out this song. I wasn't quite woke then, you know, still sleep, you know, turning off the alarm, <laughs> still snoozing. You just got to get off the ground, babe. But in this song featured on this mixtape, I think it's Boosie Badass Volume 2 or something. <laughs> Sounds appropriate. Sounds right. Uh, he raps, at 11, I'm going to go get my son a Ferrari. At 7, I'm going to get him head at his birthday party. So, I think black men really have a hard time understanding that y'all don't even want this to be happening to you. Hyper masculinity got y'all out here advocating to violate children. Yeah. Because you consider this a rite of passage, like a young black boy's rite of passage into sex. Is this predatory as in order for a man, you need to be hypersexual mm-hmm. and toxic? So Lil Wayne, for instance, so this is very common for, for young black boys in this industry. Yeah. Especially when you think about, oh. now Boosie is talking about his son, but then when you think about Lil Wayne, who is on, if you look on YouTube and search How I Lost My Virginity, Lil Wayne describes how Birdman set up this grown woman to suck his dick at the age of 11. And then if you look up Usher's, quote, wild times living with Puff Daddy as a teen. This is also in Usher's Behind the Music. He explicitly talks about this, um, his relationship with Diddy and just being in very adult situations. With Biggie Smalls, Jodeci, just a lot of grown black men participating facilitating these very inappropriate situations with these children right and even in this video with Lil Wayne on how I lost my virginity what launches this story is he's talking a little twist a rapper I'm not sure where he is now who's 15 in the video and he's asking if Lil Twist is a, a virgin. And Lil Twist says yes. To which Lil Wayne is like, oh no, you can't be. Not on some male shit, but because you're young money. And proceeds to say to him, I'm going to do you like Birdman did me. And describes this story around him being raped. He where uses, he the, uses yeah. the word. He uses the word rape. <laughs> I was raped at 11. Yeah. And quote, I loved it. Yeah, we need y'all to advocate for yourself. This isn't just R. Kelly collecting girls in rooms, right? It literally makes you wonder who did this to R. Kelly? Who was the grown man mm-hmm. talking to R. Kelly when he was a child? Yes. Yeah. We literally watched two seasons back to back of Tyreek's slow, steady, consistent, manipulative molestation as an act on him by um, Kanan. 
Like that's on power. On power. Like mm-hmm. we are letting, literally watching this as a storyline to the point where it's not even being commented on in the behind the scenes. Which Kana also facilitates his rape as well. Tariq's first time is yeah. But yeah, we saw that moment happen where this young man didn't say this is what he wanted to do. He wasn't planning to do that that day. And like it's normal. So y'all literally keep creating these programs to getting young black men in suits but not giving them healthy direction around healthy relationships with themselves with Mm -hmm. their family with their sexuality and their right to choose like black boys can ask for consent as well as well they deserve and that's the only way i can relate to you i can't relate to you until you act in this particular toxic manner yeah and so I have this trauma. You need to also have this trauma. Like, and that is, that's not thinking about generations. No. That's not breaking any kind of cycles. That's not teaching us responsibility across genders. Um, it's, it's, and it's hurtful. Because also we're watching how on the show, Power, just to illustrate it, how no one has even done the work because Tyreek is a boy. Of asking him, what's wrong? Are you okay, baby? Are you all right? What happened to you? Can we talk about it? The only thing they keep asking him is trying to figure out who lying. That's all they keep talking to this boy about. Who knew that Kanan was alive rather than, hey, you just went through a lot. You even witnessed someone get murdered. Like, you want to come out your room, buddy? Like, (laughs) And it's weird to me how, man... Not, they have so many systems set up because they're doing something illegal, but they never thought to uh, implement a system of spiritual guidance. Like there's no pastor, there's no, there's nothing to actually help them work through these very violent interactions. And one of the, I watch Power, but one of the things I cannot comprehend this year is how many of the women are dying by default. By relationship with these niggas. Like, Which that would make sense as to why Tyreek is just being slipped through the cracks yeah. in real time. And Wealthy as fuck, slipping through the cracks. <laughs> just only in his room. <laughs> in the room. Pushing his in sister the down. In the penthouse. Spoiler thing. alert, y'all. <laughs> we are concerned for Tariq. We are. Somebody and- need to start a campaign about Tariq. We done already seen uh, the other son die. Yeah. Uh, Kanan's son. Just- but then black men are on social media like, I'll whoop his ass. Like, Ma- Tariq is going through right now. And no, literally no one knows it. And I wonder what it's going to take for them to know. But again, just connecting this back to real life is just... It's really interesting to know this about black men, which I did not know, except through these interactions in media, that they're being forced to have sex really, really, really early as well. Mm-hmm. That this is a devaluing of black life across the genders. Because it's it's this notion of what it means to be a man and yeah. being completely defined by your sexual prowess. And aren't y'all tired of... I thought... I just thought that that was a racist trope. Yeah, the brute. That you all cannot control yourself sexually. How are y'all willingly participating in this culture without saying, you know, hey, we don't have to do this. We can respect ourselves. 
Where's your crown, King? <laughs> put it on. We keep telling y'all to put on that crown. Yeah. And this is why a lot of y'all don't report sexual assault. And like, even if Boosie, like that, for what he, because a, a broke clock is right twice a day. Mm-hmm. So Boosie does normalize the fact that his teenage son is having sex. Good job on that part. But the context in which you decide to celebrate this isn't because you aren't publicly talking to us about how you are teaching this young man about pleasure, about learning about consent, about learning how to use condoms. Mm -hmm. You are literally out here just celebrating this toxic form of masculinity. And that's it. Instagram post. You hold money to your ear. It's such an odd story, but it's also relevant because... Mm -hmm. Literally in real time, our popular culture is doing this to our characters, like characters that we watch weekly. And it's this normalization that our black boys, if we if we must talk about our black boys, because y'all decided to have Brothers Keeper. I thought. And to find out or to realize that y'all are actually not keeping these boys at all. Mm-mm. Just continuing to perpetuate really unhealthy behaviors. Creating the content for 444 and 50. Like, no, y'all. These black feminist ideas also apply to your lives as well. We keep keep trying to tell you. I know you want to fight us on it, but Kings, come on. I'm concerned. I'm really concerned. But that moves us into... The ones we adore, the ones we uplift, and the ones who will still be forced to save y'all's asses, Black Women the Gods. So this week, exciting news in Black Women the Gods. Jasmine, I'm excited. Always about Black Women the Gods. For sure. (laughs) Turn up. Um, Ava is at it again. She got that deal. Her and Oprah eating pink berry and just dreaming of the motherfucking (laughs) future, okay? Ava DuVernay is developing Octavia Butler's sci-fi novel, Dawn, as a television series, which is surprisingly the first time this will ever be done. And so the thing about Ava and Oprah continuing to be black women, the guys, is because they are literally expanding and extending the black women, writers, directors, All of content it. creators, and Hollywood single-handedly. Yes. So she's working on this with director-writer Victoria Maloney um, for the television um, adaptation of Octavia Butler's book. And I'm excited for it because I wonder what that's going to look like. Because Ava filmed some beautiful real shit. I wonder what the magical realism is going to be popping for. Girl, all I know is this is the time and season for black women to turn up. Insecure was renewed for a third season. Hey, which, which I'm convinced Jasmine and I are going to be writers on the third season of that show. Yeah, that sounds about right. Tell tell Issa. I definitely believe that Kelly needs to get her character expanded because I just can't keep watching Molly at work being discriminated against. <laughs> I get the storyline. I really do. Yeah. And like, ooh, this is too realistic. I can't handle y'all having these terrible, realistic fuck nigga relationships. And then I got to look at y'all at work yeah. being all unhappy. It's all real. They're, they're writing their text messages. <laughs> 
just <laughs> and then like we finally come to the collective conclusion that Lawrence ain't been shit. Remember Black Joy mixtape told we you. We told first. y'all. <laughs> y'all talking about Team Issa or Team Lawrence? No, no. it's all about Tasha. Oh. And I find y'all so interesting <laughs> because everybody had all the thoughts and just things to say about Tasha, as if this wasn't the second episode and it take some of y'all three years to get out of your toxic shit. Oh, to Tasha the Teller, if you need a refresher. Yes. You know, we tried to tell y'all. Kelly, definitely, her podcast with us is definitely going to be in season that three. That got to be a part of the narrative. <laughs> we got to be in there. It's great that Insecure is being renewed. Y'all, also, Lena Waithe is the first black woman to receive an Emmy nod for comedy writing. The thing that I really want to explain about Lena Waithe and her being the first black woman to receive an Emmy nod for comedy writing um, is that it's also not just a, a story about a black ass family, but it's a coming out story. Mm-hmm. And to me, I don't think we've really seen anything like that before. And the fact that this is her first Emmy nod is amazing because black comedy writers, black women comedy writers, is just so rare for us to know their names. Mm-hmm. And it's rare for us to see them winning in such a way because comedy in general is a man's game. It's a white man's game. The reason why I watch Master of None, which there are critiques around that too, is that it's also one of the few shows that has developed a storyline to the best the best black friend. Yeah, and that's the thing that happens when more black women are allowed in the writing and creators room because characters are allowed to be full people. You have Karuchi Tran who's talking about her role on Claw, saying she's been the girlfriend, she's been the wife, but now she gets to play a full character. The same thing with Niecy Nash. Mm-hmm. Niecy Nash gets to be this thick woman from South Florida with hair that's even though it's a weave it's still like coarse and yeah you just get Realistic. fuller characters right. just and more depth mm-hmm. more energy not and we don't have to deal with just dealing with one particular kind of show so we have both um Queen Sugar and we also, which represents one particular South, and we also have Claws that's in South Florida, where mm-hmm. the drug dealer, the lead drug dealer of this, the Dixie mob is Uncle Daddy. Mm-hmm. Like, and, Atlanta. Like. You know? And while these shows have a long way to go, like, Insecure has really problematic moments. Like, this season has been kind of hard for me to watch. Also, I totally recognize that these, this is the moment of what it looks like for what our entertainment can look like within the next five years, right. 10 years, 15, 20, etc. And even now we are transgressing news and politics in real time. The Black Joy mixtape is to validify the experiences and the, the ways we express, the multiple ways we express um, in entertainment. So it's just really fun and great. Yes, it's really awesome. And I'm excited to see it happen. And I'm excited to see what new narratives and stories this brings onto our shows because we deserve to see all of it. Um, hoping for some body diversity soon, though. Yeah, and speaking of body diversity, Black Women of Gods goes to fat black women. <laughs> everywhere all of y'all just all of us 
We out here, you mm-hmm. know, leading the charge is Beyond Thick and Bad Gal. Re-Thick is what I've renamed them, Beyonce and Riri. Just showing out, giving us video pictures, just... Turn it up. New Looking lines. gorgeous. I'm going to have to get me a pair of them shorts that I saw on Beyonce. I Man. didn't even know we was doing it. Ripping the cutouts on, on the ass. <laughs> right. I was like, those are lit. I can make a pair of those right now, bitch. Like, let's do it. Hey. <laughs> she had the rips on the ass and it was it was laced up on the sides. And also Y'all, the Fashion Nova ain't even got that shit. Man, just I just knew the <laughs> caption. I just knew that they was gonna be like, man, Beyonce and Fashion Nova. Like Beyonce was like, nah, girl. No. Y'all can't afford these. And this this is one of my favorite <laughs> Beyonce outfits. I, I'm going to love this era of Beyonce because she has to learn how to dress this body. And, and what y'all don't know is that shit is hard. It's, no, I, I think she leaning into what she would have looked like if she was still in Houston, baby. Like, she, she got Houston lines going on like even the the night out is skating at the skating rink i can see beyonce doing it if she did that for her 21st birthday yeah i remember i totally remember and she's just like girl i'm just going out the twins i ladies leave your kids at home (laughs) (laughs) the skating rink is full of skates and we're rolling through yep (laughs) yep But yeah, yeah, shout out to y'all. This week was really hard to see all those memes, and it made me really grateful for um, at Fat Fem. It's F A T F E M M E on Instagram because their Instagram, like I follow all their stuff. I, I'm such a creep sometimes on Instagram, y'all. If you post pictures and you're just lovely and amazing and just being your full self, I'm probably somewhere in the corner, just like yes. Um, but they're really informing how I show up in the world, like being more bold about who I am as not only a fat woman, but a fat, dark skinned woman who can just take up space and be bold about it. I remember the first time I met um, Quita, who's at hello underscore Quita on across social media platforms when I was um, at a spark training down south in Atlanta and just meeting her and seeing her live in her feminist was kind of like new. And it was the first time I really seen it on a dark skinned black woman before as someone who stopped wearing blush because someone told me my cheeks shouldn't be that red as a dark skinned woman. Now look at highlights on all our asses. They look great. Um, so I'm grateful for us because I realized this week that I've really built a bubble that reflects who I am back to me. I find it beautiful. Um, and I hope that the rest of you motherfuckers will catch up. Yeah. And I just want to shout out my mama for being the first fat black woman that I looked up to. Oh yeah. Um, of course. Despite, the fat and I want to shout out my grandmama who, um, when I was a kid, would call me fat and fine, and mm-hmm. I was so confused by the phrase because I just knew that she was complimenting and dissing me at the same time as old people <laughs> tend to do in the South. They can be mm-hmm. some really shady and beautifully sweet motherfuckers, but also that is just something that I've really walked into in adulthood. When I bring up my mother, that while she was the first black fat woman that I looked up to, I totally hold and recognize that she also had 
yeah, she had to physically make herself smaller. Like she was constantly being told she wasn't good enough. Oprah was number one in daytime TV talking about all her struggles with weight, yo-yoing, mm-hmm. just up and down. Even though people down. told her to be her fucking self, Oprah <laughs> still dealt with it. And to recognize that in 2017, while there's way more body diversity in public, it yeah, this bubble that Amber is talking about just it just brings me back to that reality. While I no longer feel pressure to make my body smaller, even though my doctor's trying to make my life hell, even though y'all can be really ugly on buses or in small spaces, I just can't find it in me to be ashamed. But y'all are doing your damnedest work to shame Rihanna. <laughs> like even you the likes of Rihanna. At, yeah, y'all just looked at her pictures and loved it. Like I'm convinced those profiles aren't real. Fuck they can't it. be. No. Uh fan women don't feel inclined to just have to prove your worthiness. Um and I just and that's the reaction. Like, I want, even, you know, at the beginning of the show, we was joking and all this other stuff about, like, it's not a joke. This is real life. Like, that's that's really my my love life. Like, that's me and Amber's love life. Like, in a nutshell. And, like, it's just a trip to me that that's my reality. And I have to literally prove it in this sick-ass it's kind of sick. It's kind of sick. Like yeah. I'm just not, I'm just not willing to participate in this imaginary world that y'all are trying to create. Beyonce has been trying to maintain her Dino weight since damn <laughs> Dream Girls. Why? <laughs> and Beyonce is just letting y'all know I'm a full ass mama. Even that close up of that fat tummy, she letting you know like it's not quote unquote it's not a perfect tummy. Mm-hmm. I've had babies. This body has has endured multiple people. I made three hearts. <laughs> <laughs> Will the congregation say amen? Amen. Amen. Literally a congregation. Yeah. When two or more are gathered. And she then got three. Rihanna has literally been out here since she was a teenager. She just just decided to walk in her grown-up body for a little while. <laughs> Let her live. She's been on vacation since I don't know when. She eating good, ain't missing no meals. Yes. She yeah. said, I'm creating right now. So I'm looking a little, I need a little room to create. That's what creators look like sometimes. <laughs> Amen. Anyway, fat women, you win. You're the gods. Congratulations <laughs> on being bad bitches. Yep. That's that's what we got, you know? Get your Ashley Stewart text <laughs> message alert. Get you a real best friend who can tolerate, you know, giving good uh, clothing recommendations. The thing I love about Quayla is that she will tag me in some fly-ass shit on Instagram. Like, she be following the fat bloggers, too, bitch. If you want to be a good fat ally, you know, this weekend and beyond, you know, take your fat friend out. And just go to the fat girl stores. Yeah. The fat film stores. And, you know, you just be a runner. You. Go get the 2X, bitch. I need this. (laughs) Could you switch this out from a 20? I only need this in an 18, but I need this in a 22. Don't ask me no questions. I know. This is literally among (laughs) other things, but like that was the moment when I, like, even more so deeply fell in love with Renee Bracey 
fucking Sherman. We've told you about the magic Woo! that was around. That was, that I day. ain't even never experienced no shit like that. I didn't know that that's what I needed. And I, I will also say, I've seen, you know, the fat girls bring their skinny friends to the big girl store. And if you gonna be out here telling somebody they only get to wear that because they sell you like showing or something like that, maybe that's not your ministry. Yeah, no, you can take your ass to, um, get to the food court, actually. You can go there. <laughs> And you can get yourself a motherfucking snack, right? <laughs> you go do that. Because don't nobody need that energy. Nobody needs that. That's why I love- that be stressing me out in the stressing <laughs> room. Like, I be like, oh, girl. And I just will block. <laughs> me and Amber have literally ran defense on some friends before. Yeah, the like, dressing room. girl, that is not how you say that. I will never forget the first time I took my twin sister, sister to fashion a figure in Maryland. And it was like the best shopping experience ever because mm-hmm. she had just had Hannah. She's like, I can't wear any of this stuff. She picked up so much. This is like, uh, do people know this about being a fat girl? Like to be able to pick up stuff somewhere, like actually have a successful fucking shopping trip. Like that was not a thing for me growing up. Like I always left the store with shit I fucking hated because I had the nerve to be fat and 14. Had the nerve to be a person. Yeah. And fat. Yeah. And so to be in a moment where we can just get close. That's why we, I don't know. As a film, like being able to express ourselves without having to be covered up is a relatively new thing. Right. Like it's not, it has, I sometimes think about in the summer how few like, how I am allowed to not wear a lot of clothing now. And I'm still missing a lot of shit. Yeah. Like, still there's so much room to grow. Yeah. The because f- people just keep putting unnecessary fabric on things that don't make no sense. Right. Or our clothes are ridiculously expensive because they know we'll pay more for it mm-hmm. rather than like what it actually costs to make. Mm-hmm. And some of y'all, the fact like these woke niggas it will take y'all reading hunger for you to even give a fuck Mm. like we're literally talking about by uh, we're literally talking about 67 percent of us are over a size 14 and can't find the shit that we need to wear if you're not in a metropolitan if you're not in a metropolitan area like dc with access to a physical fashion figure which most of y'all do not have no most of us are still going to simply fashion city trends goddamn (laughs) city gear dots rainbow all them to get our, our to get our looks metro it's fashion <laughs> like metro is fashion s- still going to the walmart plus size section to make it work because ain't nobody got 60 dollars for jeans all the time no i'm grateful and some places just ain't got it yeah and then so yeah and we have to remember that even though we have all this progress in representation in the media, we have to also remember that black fat films aren't just everywhere either. Like they are still sidekick characters for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we haven't really seen like a character like Monique's character in the Parkers just hasn't really happened. Nope. 
Well, also, Nisi is fucking on a lot on being Mary Jane. Oh, yeah, this season. Yeah, yeah but she's still a side character. Mm-hmm. Like, we still watching Gabrielle Union mostly in these sex scenes. Yeah. So, Jasmine, I want to share with you my my hope for Black Futures this month. Where What, what you got? Um, can I play you some? Can I play you some? Oh, man, I just wrote that down in my journal as, like, a trigger for love. <laughs> <laughs> I also wrote about love yesterday. The, the <laughs> best shit I've written. Really? I should read it to you. Man, yes. I would love to hear it. Okay. Um, My, oh, yes. Okay, I'm going to stay in this theme then. My hope for Black Futures this week is that also I wanted to shout out Even Exchange, the podcast, because the first episode I ever listened of theirs, they were, they're also a group of fat black women in Atlanta. They are so cute. When oh, we I go, love them. They are Yes. Great. When we go to Atlanta, bitch, we are turning up with these people. Okay. <laughs> I've already been, it's already being said. Okay? okay. But one of the first episodes that I listened to of their podcast, they were talking about fatness and being fat shamed. And, and I don't think a lot of people know about that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, fat girls are being threatened with going to see their pastor if they don't lose weight. Mm-hmm. And that's why I don't understand. Like, that's why being exposed to, like, that's why learning more about trans identity and, like, the 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 process of that and, like, knowing people who are along the gender spectrum is um, has been so informative for me. Beautiful. Because I am learning so much about myself through their understanding since a young age about their gender because there's so many similarities like that does that make sense Mm -hmm. you shouldn't have to change not be who you are in order to exist in this world is my my point anywho my hope for black futures this week is that we actively demand open ourselves to and receive the love that we all deserve, Mm. regardless of what that looks like, um, as long as it's healthy, um, but more so around this idea of our desires, forcing our desires to be something that they're not in order to fit a perfect cookie cutter life, um, in order to be accepted by people who are never going to fully accept you. Um, but you can create a community of folks who accept you. So yeah, my, my, Hope for Black Futures this week is around getting the love you want and deserve and the sex you want and deserve because it's great (laughs) and we deserve it. We do. And it's happening. So that's related to my hope for Black Futures. My hope for Black Futures is that people remember that when they decide to shame or participate in culture that perpetuates stigma around particular people, that they are harming inadvertently a lot of the people that they love the most. So what that looks like is young boys being forced into sexual relationships before they are ready. That looks like shaming people Uh, For being fat, shaming people because they are trans, shaming people because they are queer. And like our bodies are inherently beautiful without all of these fake 
rules and standards. And that's why we've been talking about standards. Because what about the, the standards that we have for ourselves that we have created? What are our boundaries? And why aren't those being honored and taken seriously rather than instead people are choosing to uphold this this shit that you can never covet. It was never yours to covet. Mm. So my hope for black futures is to recognize is for us to recognize and and be Live in our own power and trust that rather than falling on this bullshit lie that they gave us. It's all a lie. All of it. And we matter, y'all. Like, we just don't have to do this. We don't have to participate. So, that's my hope. I should. Um, I do want to give a shout out real quick. Uh, it is the third anniversary of the protest in Ferguson of the murder of Mike Brown by Ferguson police. Mm-hmm. And today is Whitney Houston's birthday. Happy birthday, Queen. Yep. That just, man, that hit me. Honestly, true. Um, so that concludes this <laughs> episode of Black Joy Mixtape. So where can Tweet they along. find you on social media? <laughs> Hashtag Black Joy Mixtape. Let us know what you think, goddamn. I am Amber J. Phillips across social media platforms. That includes Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me on Facebook. And you can find me at Jazz on Your Mind, at Jazz on Your Mind on Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also follow us at Black Joy Mixtape. And please do not forget to send your shout outs. You can email us at theblackjoymixtape at gmail.com. If you heard something that you enjoy, got a little change, please don't forget to hit up our PayPal. Oh, and make sure you follow the Black Joy Mixtape. Um, at Black Joy Mixtape on Twitter and Instagram. We love talking at you. And please, by all means, use the hashtag Black Joy Mixtape, y'all. Yes. This is Amber J. Phillips, the High Priestess of Black Joy. And this is Jazz King of the South. And you just listened to the Black Joy Mixtape. And it is out.